Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rick J, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, November 1st, 2021. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter Working with Others on page 95, the fourth paragraph, beginning with, if he thinks he can do the job some other way, and we are reading and commenting on that paragraph only. Today's readers are Jeannie P., The Twelve Steps, Kim T., The Twelve Traditions. Our big book readers are Pete B., who's reading the text, Julie R. is reading page 164, and Nancy P. is our backup reader. Our newcomer greeter is Leon B., and our second-hour moderator is Maria F. The share ID for Sunday, October 31st, 2021, is 18,007. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. Overeaters Anonymous is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. A division for you big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jenny P. to read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Jenny P., um, a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you for allowing me to do service. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, we admitted we are powerless over food, that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we entirely, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry it out. 12. Had had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. We tried to carry this message to compulsive eaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. 
Okay, thank you, Jeannie. I will now ask Kim T to read the 12 traditions. Kim, go ahead and unmute. Hi, sorry about that. This is Kim T in Michigan. Uh, the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on, upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be, auton should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, thus problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never, ought should, <laughs> ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me speak. Thank you, Kim. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, at the end of which I will give you a gentle reminder. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speaker, should be muted. Today we resume our study in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, we're in the chapter Working with Others on page 95, the fourth paragraph, beginning with, if he thinks he can find, and reading and commenting on that paragraph only. I will now ask Pete B. to begin reading. Good morning, Rick. <clears throat> th uh, th thanks. My name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive reader. Recovered today by God's grace and mercy. I'm in Pennsylvania. If he thinks he can do the job in some other way or prefers some other spiritual approach, 
encourage him to follow his own conscience. We have no monopoly on God. We merely have an approach that worked with us. But point out that we alcoholics have much in common and that you would like, to, you would like in any case, to be friendly. Let it go with that. So, uh, yeah, you know, that's, that's uh, I, I appreciate that reading, right? Yeah, I, I, think, I think that um, as human beings, we, we tend to put things in some kind of hierarchy, right? Like which is better? best you know we often talk about you know different meetings are better than others and different you know factions of of uh, overeaters anonymous are better than others and you know, yeah I, I i would venture to say that i don't think that uh, you know a vision for you or overeaters anonymous has any better success rate than you know any other paying way out there right like we we we, we you know we we i i this this disease the condition that we have is as old as time, right? People have been overindulging, and there's stories about it in, in, in the Bible I hear. I never read it, but I hear. But we have a, we have a condition that, that, uh, that only gets worse and never better, one that there's no cure for. And there have been several other organizations prior to Overeaters Anonymous and with regard to alcohol, prior to Alcoholics Anonymous, that tried to do something about it. Their approach was similar to what we did. Right, so we have to, we have to, we, we can't come off as some type of an, as a, uh, an evangelist or this is the only way that this is the right way. We have to remember, we're not, we're not pushing a uh, a program. We're not pushing a new code of morals. We're not driving a better philosophy of life. What we're, what 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 the aim is. Is to have a spiritual experience as a res- is to have a spiritual experience in order to keep us from indulging in the substances that we know are harmful to us. You can have that spiritual experience any way you choose to pursue it, any way you choose to experience. What's what's vital is that we have the spiritual experience, and what we found through our experience that if implemented as written in this book, it has a one hundred percent success rate. Now. The only way that we can arrive at that conclusion, unfortunately, is through trial and error. I wish that I wish that we could buy it from somebody else's words, right? But usually, people don't come in here all gung ho to adopt this way of living, adopt these principles, adopt these practices, unless they've been thoroughly beaten by food and have tried. I'll just say several other ways. I know for me, I I would say I, I've tried every other way. Uh, um, and, and, and the fact is, is that once, once I exhausted all of my resources, all of the other solutions, I turned to Overeaters Anonymous in this 12-step recovery program. And in, 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 entirely in disbelief, that, that thinking that it, was go, that it was going to work. I didn't buy it because of, a, you know, I didn't buy into it because of some, you know, freaky special edition or some, some you know, mystical words from some guru with thousands of likes on Facebook. Right? I, I, I bought into it because my experience told me that I can't do anything on my own and I'm, I was going to have to surrender 100% entirely and put the down and work through these steps in entire abstinence. And, and, and like I said, in disbelief in doing that, you know, the merciless obsession has been removed. The relationship with the God of my understanding has been restored. And I walk a free man today with pride and dignity. And with that, I'll pass. Okay. Thanks for getting us started, Pete. 
Before we get our first group of names, just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Please give me your first name only and the first initial of your last name. And uh, who would like to share on what was read today? Melissa C. Okay, Melissa, gotcha. Nessa R. Nessa R, okay. Claire E from the UK. Shanna C. What was that, Jana? Shanna C. Shanna. Shanna C, okay. So far we've got Melissa, Nessa, Claire, Shanna. Who else? Leah S. Okay. Maybe one more. All right, we'll go ahead and get started with uh, Melissa C, Nessa R, Claire E, Shanna C, and Leah S. All right, um, just as you introduce yourselves, remember to include your state, and so people can uh, look you up, and along with the initial of your last name. Melissa C., you are up, followed by Nessa R. Go ahead, Melissa. Hi. Good morning, Rick. Thanks so much for your service this morning. I'm Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. Um, you know, I read this. I think this is a pretty important um, set of directions for me because I've met a lot of people, you know, prospective sponsees or people that I actually started, you know, working with. And they mentioned that, you know what, they might want to try a particular weight loss program. I've had that happen, you know, a few times. Or I've even worked with people who then suddenly have said, you know, they think they're just going to go back to church and that the church might be able to help them. And, um, you know, or I've heard this one, um, that, you know, this this vision way, as if, you know, that's kind of funny because there really is no vision way, but people said this vision way is too strict, and I think I'm just going to go back to the rooms. And, um, you know, I've heard, like, lots of things, and, you know, to none of this should I disagree, you know, or or try to convince. First of all, it's the greatest turnoff in the world to have something like shoved down your throat, to have somebody tell you, like, you have to do it like this. And, you know, by the way, like, what do I know anyway? Like, I merely have an approach that seems to have worked with me. And, um, you know, and if I try to do anything different, what I'm doing is fraught the emotional appeal, and it doesn't work. You know, it's ineffective. What I have is my own experience. And um, and I'm actually really open to consider maybe they don't need to do this at all. You know, maybe... Maybe the other diet that they're thinking of is going to work like a charm. and um, Or maybe they can just, like, maybe they can go to meetings and not work the steps and get some support. And, you know, I don't know if they have quite what I have. and But regardless, I'm friendly. And, I you know, it's like you leave the front porch light on. And what has happened for me, I mean, it really, it just gives me the chills, is that I've actually found out, just happened the other day, that someone that I had tried to work with, who I cared for a great deal, always left it friendly with her. We attempted it a few times, 
she reached out to me, and we just started talking and come to find out that she's being sponsored by someone else who I had the same exact experience, who I also had tried to sponsor years before and just kept it friendly. So what it tells me is, like, I really know very little. I just know what works with me, and my goal is to be helpful, and um, and I need to be someone that others would want to be helped by. Thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Melissa C. All right, Nessa R., you are up next, followed by Clary. Go ahead, Nessa. Hi, good morning. This is Nessa R. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada, an approach approach that worked with us. So who's us? Us are recovered compulsive overeater, recovered addicts. But when I walked into the rooms of OA, I didn't know I was a compulsive overeater. Um, I didn't know that I was an addict. Um, you know, it didn't take uh, a lot to convince me, but, um, but I didn't know. All I knew was that, I were, that everything else that I had tried had failed, but I was still looking for the magical solution. And in my case, that magical solution meant um, the thing that was going to enable me to eat everything I wanted and still be thin, you know, that magic pill. Um, and when I come into the rooms, I see a whole bunch of people. I see some fat people. I see some people in normal bodies. But what I don't see, what is not evident to me, um, is the transformation that may have occurred. You know, those normal people may have been 200 pounds overweight. Even those fat people, some of them may have been, you know, whatever, 400 pounds overweight, and now they're like 200 pounds overweight. They're still fat, but they're like going in the right direction. Uh, all those, that physical transformation is not apparent to me, you know, uh, at the first moment that I come in, uh, let alone the, 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 the spiritual transformation. All that stuff is, is um, invisible to me. And so it just tells me that, um, you know, with a newcomer, um, or even with people who have been in the rooms for a long time, uh, it's important that we find a way to communicate that, tra- that transformation, not only to get them to identify in so that they can view themselves as one of us, you know, compulsive overeaters, but also to see what is possible. And so in building the message of hopelessness, um, I need to make sure that I follow it with the message of of hope, which is maybe I carry my picture so they can see a before and after. Maybe I tell them how crazy my life used to be, how how damaged my relationships were, and then I and then I tell them it's not like that anymore. And I describe what my transformation has has brought about in my own life and in the lives of others. Um, and I think that's all part of the. Um, effort to get people to identify in, not only as compulsive overeaters, but identify in with the need to work this program. Um, and just um, just a, a glance at the room is not going to cut it. Just, uh, um, you know, coming to look for a solution where then anything else fail is not going to cut it because it didn't do it for me. Um, I think that we need to find a way to express that transformation. Thank you. That transformation that is possible only 
when this program is working on entire abstinence. And um, with that, I pass. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Nessar. Clary, you are up next, followed by Shanna C. Go ahead, Claire. Thank you so much. Um, my name is Claire E. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Cornwall in the UK. Um, yeah, so this is a um, great paragraph. And it's just um, what's coming to my mind is, um, is part of my professional life, actually. So as part of my professional life, I'm involved with bariatric surgery, ironically enough. And, um, you know, obviously, I went into that particular role with a really fixed idea as a member of OA, very closed mind as to, you know, how people are just fixing the symptom and not doing this, and not doing that. And what I've really learned is that for some people that really works. It really works well. I know for me it wouldn't have worked because I know I'm a real compulsive eater. Um, but it really made me have a bit of humility about, you know, my, my you know, sort of... Um, it's like set aside prey, you know, trying try to set aside what I think I know for an open mind, because for some people it's absolutely life transforming um, and for others, possibly not. And, um, you know, so I've, I've really always um, since, since then anyway, tried to have a really open mind about the fact that this is an approach that's worked for me, um, but it doesn't work for everybody. Maybe it's not their bag and, um, and maybe they will find a, a, a transformation of their life in other ways. Um, I have no monopoly on God. It's very arrogant of me to think that I know what somebody's pathway is and what they should do. I don't even know what I should do most of the time. Um, and, and so, you know, really, I can't stand, as I think, you know, it's been said with this chapter, I can't stand between someone and their step one experience. You know, and I would really encourage anybody to go and follow their own conscience, including myself, really. If, if I'm sitting there and I'm really trying to go on my own intuition and my own judgment, and I should, you know, then, 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 then that's, um, that's what I'd encourage anybody to do. Um, and, you know, I know also that people, as has been sort of shared about, I've seen people in a way um, come in and do far less than I've had to do. Um, you know, I used to I used to really want to be one of these people who pitched up at a meeting every few weeks and seemed to just get it. And that wasn't my experience. You know, I didn't get this program by osmosis. I didn't get it um, by doing that. I tried very hard. Um, what I've had to do is take daily actions. I've had to go through the steps. I've had to become entirely abstinent. I've had to put foods down I didn't want to put down. I've had to, you know, sort of really surrender um, a lot of my old ideas. Um, and, you know, I really believe today that's because I'm a real compulsive eater. I am absolutely a compulsive eater through and bulimic to the core. And maybe there are people around who aren't that. Maybe they're just the moderate or hard overeater that it describes earlier in the book. Um, and that's okay. There's a room for all of us at the table. You know, there really is as many paths to the ocean, um, many rivers to the ocean. And um, my job, I think, is just to carry honestly my own experience, strength and hope, try and help people who want my help, <laughs> try and leave people alone who don't want my help. And, you know, as, as has been said as well, trying to keep it friendly. I really do attempt always to keep, try and keep things friendly because I don't want to be the reason that someone doesn't come back um, to OA. I don't want to be the reason that someone's put off OA. That's not my job. Um, I don't believe that's being of maximum usefulness. Um, and I'll leave it there. Thank you. All right. Right on time, Claire. Thank you so much. Shanna C., you're up next, followed by Lais. Go ahead, Shanna. Good morning. This is Shanna C. from Tennessee. Um, grateful recover compulsive eater. Uh, it's a it's a miracle for my life, and um, I'm here because someone uh, calmly and frankly carried this message to me, um, shared their experience and uh, what they did to get well. Uh, it's just that simple, um, and that was met from my part uh, was complete and total desperation. Is 
as the meeting opened up with is that there was I had tried everything. Um, when, when I can't really add to what has already been said other than I just know that when I start forcing trying to force this thing on people or get it get all revved up and, and start thinking I know the way for a particular person that's me operating in my own power and I don't and my intentions are good that's what's crazy is I can if I'm not connected to God through the prayer and meditation and I'm really like relying on God to be helpful to that person I can't help but get into self-reliance when trying to help another person um, because my my mo is to try to control the situation no matter what um and even if it's uh trying to help somebody you know uh, I'll, I'll slip into that self-reliance so uh, that's just something that maybe um you know we can be mindful of i know that i have to be is you know it's just simple god help me be helpful to this person help me to you know attempt to carry this message it's in my attempt to carry this message is what keeps me safe and protected and that, that connection to god um uh you know and try we try to carry this message and that's that's it that's simple um and even if they may not ask me to be their sponsor or stick around or whatever um a seed has been planted and it's when i, my, I start arguing with that truth in my mind, well, I need to do more. I need to do more. I need to, because it's because I want to see the results. And why do I want to see the results? Because I want to rely on my efforts to fix and change this person. Um, so I can say I did it. And that's ego. Um, so anyway, uh, I hope that helps. I know uh, that that's just my experience. And when I can truly rely on God and helping someone else and just following the directions, I'm not relying on myself. And that works way better than than the alternative. So thanks. That's all I have. Thank you so much, Shanna. Leah S., you are up next, and then we'll take another group of names. Uh, so, Leah, before you share, uh, just to remind everybody, we are in the chapter Working with Others on page 95, the fourth paragraph, beginning with, if he thinks he can do the job in some other way, and we are reading and commenting on that paragraph only. So, S., go ahead, and then we'll take some more names. Thank you so much, moderator. Good morning, everyone. My name is Leah S. I'm recovered and grateful in Brooklyn, New York. Um, yeah, uh, encourage him to follow his own conscience. And that's what's the beauty of this program, is that I don't get to tell you what to do and what not to do. <laughs> All I can tell you is how I found whatever I found, and those are through the 12 steps. And um, whatever spirituality you're in and whichever whatever you believe in, that's your choice. That's that's beautiful. But, but get yourself something that is that is a power which means that that's that 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 kind of um power can do more for you than a human being can that's all and then uh, it goes on to say but point out that we alcoholics i am a compulsive overeater i am an alcoholic I have so much in common with other with other issues that I have gone through and that's what I would attempt to do to 
to relay to you how I got out of that bad habit or that negative um, uh, characteristics that that always comes up or or whatever it is. That's the only aim that I have over here, and that's about being friendly. And then it's up to you, whatever you want to do. I I am here to share my recovery, and um, if I can help you with that, that's my aim. But otherwise, um, we just move on. We we give it to people who would like to hear ours and would like to emulate a little bit. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Leah. All right, although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Who else would like to share today? Priscilla H. Priscilla H. Gotcha, Priscilla. Kathy B. Christina J. Christina J. Gotcha. Who else? Pamela P. Pamela P. Okay. N.W.H. Oh, I'm so sorry. Who was this? Is Ken W.H. Oh, hey, Ken. He's Devorah S. Devorah. All right, Devorah. All right, we'll stop there, and I'll see if we have, you know, where we're at. Um, we've got... Priscilla H., Kathy B., Christina J., Pamela B., Ken W. H., Devorah S. All right, Priscilla H., you are up, followed by Kathy B. Go ahead, Priscilla. Thanks. Uh, am I being heard? Yes, you are. Okay, thanks. This is Priscilla H., grateful to be recovered and recovering in New Jersey. Um, I, I heard somebody say maybe the last trip we made through this chapter, probably last year, I heard somebody talk about how many times the word if shows up in this chapter. And so recently uh, when we started the chapter working with others again, I went through and I counted the ifs, the word if that I could find. It's a tiny little word and I circled it with a red pen and when I got through, I had found the word if 60 times in this chapter, and there might be more. I might have missed some. I don't know. So I think this is um, this is a big if paragraph that we're reading today. If he thinks he or she, if they think they can do the job some other way, well, good. Good for them. Let them follow their own conscience. And then it ends with the thought, in any case, be friendly. Let it go at that. And I know I have a tendency to want to um, want to help the other person so badly. I want so badly to help the other person that I just want to beat them on the head and make them understand what I'm trying to tell them, what the book's trying to tell them, what the people in the meeting are trying to tell them. That's not what this chapter says. It says, in any case, be friendly. There's, there are as many different, probably as many different twists and turns with 
food, eating it, not eating it, and all the different things that that people and all the various food-related 12-step recovery programs do um, with food and, and likewise about uh, the spiritual approach. I think those are the those are the two big things in my mind, and I I also want to um, just convince somebody that the spiritual approach I have found is so good, and well, they should maybe try to look at things that same way. No, no, that's not what I'm being told. I'm just being told in any case, be friendly, let it go at that. And all over the place, I'm being told, share my own experience, strength, and hope, and then leave it between God or whatever you call your higher power. Leave it between that entity and them as to how it goes. And so I'm reminding myself. I'm saying these things to remind myself today. So thanks for letting me share. With that, I'll pass Thank you, Priscilla. Kathy B., you are up next, followed by Christina J. Go ahead, Kathy. Hi, this is Kathy B., compulsive overeater from New Jersey. Um, yeah, uh, I had all these things to say. Now my head went blank. But yesterday, um, you know, we had a family get together and all for Halloween, and people haven't seen me in a while. And they're like, oh, my God, you're so thin. You lost so much weight, you know, and then they're asking me how I did it. I didn't mention anything about OA. I just told them, you know, that I'm, I mean, I'm not eating sugar, white flour. I'm seeing a nutritionist. Um, You know, I didn't get into the whole thing about the program. Um, But, you know, the program is based on attraction, uh, not promotion, but, you can kindly, like it says there, talk to somebody about it and explain, you know, how it helps you. Um, You can plant the seed, but you can't force anybody to come into the program or, you know, try to deter them from their way of thinking um, to try something else. Like, it took me so long. Uh, I tried so many different things. I spent a fortune uh, on trying other things. And I've been trying to get this program since 1987. And I couldn't relate it to the big book. You know, I, it always like scared me away. Um, I, I couldn't relate food to alcohol because you, you cannot have total abstinence from food. Um, you know, but this time, I don't know what happened. I mean, I just thought I'm going to try OA again, you know, because I lost weight and I kept binging. And anyway, um, you know, I started to seek out uh, meetings and stuff. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm working this program now, like more than ever. Um, you know, I don't go, want to go back to the way I was, but I, what I realized was that, um, my eating affected my self-esteem, which I never looked at before. And I felt more confident when I was watching what I ate and then, then when I was binging and hiding and, you know, it affected me. So 
Um, that's how it happened for me. And uh, that's all I have to share. Hey, Christina, how are you? You're up next. Morning, Rick. <clears throat> Morning. Thank you for your service. Thanks to everyone on the line today and every day. I'm here by the grace of God, recovered one day at a time. And what is that grace of God? The grace of God that tapped me on the shoulder years ago and said, hey, this diet's not working, this diet's not working, those pills didn't work. Um, why don't you try that OA thing? So in and out of the rooms I went for years. Grace of God. Pulling him into every room. Took what it took to get me here today. Um, I don't wish I was recovered younger because I am who I am today because of all the crap I went through. And I have a recovery today that I can share with people that has all that history in it. I can share with people how, yeah, I tried that, I did that, you know. Um... I tried to do it my way, and I can share that lovingly, and I can share that I had a God, I had a religion, I had a spiritual walk, but it wasn't working. Why? Dots weren't connected. I wasn't plugged in. And um, But at the same time, in this paragraph, it's encouraging me to listen. Listen to this person. Allow them to speak, um, to tell them, yeah, I have I have a connection now, and um, it's working for me. This program's working for me. Um, and, yeah, okay, go out and try. One of my first sponsees said to me, um, I have a friend who has this paid program. It kind of follows AA. I'm going to try that. I'm going to go work with her. And I said, great. You know. And I've heard speakers, I think it was Lori C. that said, uh, and had people say to him, you know, I, I don't think I want to do this right now, or I can't do this right now. The food has got me much in its grip. I don't want to give this up. I don't want to give that up. And lovingly, he says, that's fine. We'll be here when, if you want to come back, you know, and we got to let it go because God's, God's grace, God's grace will keep bringing us back. That's all. I'm not in, I'm not in control of, of who comes in, who goes out. But I can tell you today that I have a miracle going on. I have a huge miracle going on in my soul because I've been in over a year and I'm going deeper and deeper. And I, I can't even imagine go back into the food at this stage. I can't imagine that. I'm one bite away, though, if I don't keep working this program. Um, but I'm never to be, you know, higher than mighty, higher than thou. Oh, I've got, I've got this, and you got to have it. You know, just be friendly. Here we go again with that friendly thing. Um, and send them off with love. Because God's got them. God's grace will keep bringing them back, just like it did me, if they're the true compulsive overeater. Who knows? Maybe they're not. But at least I planted a seed. God uses us to plant seeds of grace. So anyway, thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you so much, Christina. All right, Pamela P., you are up next, followed by Ken W.H. Go ahead, Pamela. Hello, this is Pamela P. from New York. Um, so when I look at the paragraph, um, I just feel like when when my sponsor, I just lost my sponsor um, because of medical problem and his family, um, but 
It all about my higher power when we say, God, I can't do this on my own. I can do this no more on the way I used to think. Um, so this has been a very scary relapse. The best recovery, the last recovery I had was 2000, uh, I might say, the end of 2020. And then it just left. And it hadn't came back, and I've been struggling. And this the bigger I've been since um, 2006. And when I look at the paragraph, it like, well, all the old way of thinking, you got to throw it out the window. It got to be this way or the highway. And um, I know God wants me to use the program because there's so much spiritual dynamic to it. And it's certain food I had let go. Um, of course, anything with sugar and all the processed different food, but also bread and, and easy pasta, which become dangerous a lot. Um, so I'm just trying. And the meat I usually be on, something happened to it. My phone, I just was crying. I know whatever little recovery I have, I can't give it up. I I want more of the recovery. I can't be in this this um the web um just compulsive overeating. You eat until you can't stop, and it it gonna kill me. It not only it might not kill me physically at first, but the emotion and mentally, like a drug addict. So I'm just praying to God that give me the willingness to work to step the program every day and be in that mind frame. And so now I'm I'm just can't give up before the miracle happens. I know the program works, but my old ways of thinking, my way of thinking out the window. I I I gotta put two hundred percent every day not to pick up no matter what. And um, that all I need to say about that. Thank you, I pass. Thank you so much, Pamela. Ken WH, you are up next, followed by Devorah S. Go ahead, brother. Hey, brother Rick, neighbor, friend. <clears throat> Good to hear you today. Glad to be here. I'm uh, realizing that this paragraph is coming uh, after a significant number of paragraphs talking about um, me trying to carry the message and uh, just providing a way or a possibility for someone else to identify. And that's all I can do. And so I've come to this place now where uh, it's to kind of, let's call it decision time uh, for the other person. And, and I, what I'm reading into the paragraph is just humility. I mean, I've done what I can do. I've shared my story. I've made myself available. I've <clears throat> hopefully created some points of entry where we could relate and talk. And I have to humbly allow that person to make their decision. And and because of that humility of knowing uh, that I can do nothing further, I have some options. I can basically say, well, go do what you need to do <laughs> and and have an attitude about that. Or I can simply say, go for it. Go for what you, what you might imagine. And I wish you the 
absolute best. And by the way, we've just become friends in a way. We've created a, re- a brand new relationship. It just in talking together, even at this initial level of first time meeting each other or having met a couple times to talk things through, we've created a new relationship. And that's important to me. And if it wants to keep going, that would be fantastic too. Uh, let's leave. Let's leave it at that. Let's have a relation. Let's have a friendship, and leave it at that. I don't need to go any further. Humility tells me I need to humbly step back and say this one's not for me necessarily, uh, but we can still ha- have a relationship. I'm. This is another fellow traveler in life, and it hasn't been easy for them, and it wasn't easy for me. We can still have a relationship, and and I would look forward to that. Um, you don't have to do it my way. It's not my way or the highway. Actually, my way not might not be the highest way, <laughs> and that person may indeed find it, and that would be good too. Um, I'm part of an organization, and one of our motto is simply uh, listen. Listen, love, love. That's the best I can do. If I can listen to someone else and love them, um, and it's not always easy, but I can do it. If I just listen and listen and love, love, and let go, be humble enough to say, I can't, God can and will in God's time. That's all I got. Thanks, Rick. Bless you. Thank you so much, neighbor. And um, Devorah S., you are up next. We'll take some more names. Go ahead, Devorah. Thank you so much, everyone on the line. Thank you for leading this meeting. My name is Devorah S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. And we have a hard act to follow. Um, everybody is saying such good things here. And um, all I want to say is, you know, um, we have no monopoly on God. We merely have an approach that works for us. Um, and, you know, let's, you know, going back, you know, this chapter is telling us how we deal with people, how we help people. But the bottom line is, you know, it's all spiritual. And um, we're powerless. Just like we're powerless over food, we're powerless over people, places, and things. And I can't change anyone. You know, I'm not God. Um, but we can plant the seed, you know. God has that power. And, um, and, you know, if we, you know, act the act and, 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 and live by these principles, you know, that's all we can do. We cannot take it personally if someone doesn't want to follow in our, in our uh, doing what we do. Um, the bottom line is, is, like I said, you know, we're powerless. And we, are, we want to control everything. You know, as addicts, we want to control things. But we can't. And um, but we can but we can definitely be a role model, so that when they are ready and they want to come back, we've made a friend and uh, we could lead them. And just by doing what we do on a daily basis, and just the way we uh, just the way we 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 carry on with one another, you know, with patience, tolerance, kindness, and love, and being a friend. That's all we can do. Not to take this personally but to be a friend. It's not about us and about our ego, but it's a way of, you know, how we, how we treat other people because that's, that's spiritual. That's what God wants from us. 
And um really grateful because this teaches me how to live on a day-by-day basis. I hear from you. This teaches me how to live, how to get out of myself, how to be patient, tolerant, kind, and to other, kind to other people, and, um, and how to find God. And uh, with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Deborah S. Um, so just so we all know where we're at, we are on page 95, the fourth paragraph. If he thinks he can do the job in some other way, we have time for a couple of more. Who else would like to share? This is Kathy W. Can be heard? Did I hear Kathy W.? Yes. Okay, and then the other person who just said, "I can I be heard? And yes, you can be heard. <laughs> Thank you. This is Sharon B. And okay, Sharon. All right, so uh, we'll go with you guys, and if we have any more time on the clock, we'll take it from there. But go ahead, Kathy W., you're up, followed by Sharon B. Hi, this is Kathy w. <coughs> Excuse me, this is Kathy W. from upstate New York. Um, there could not have been a better paragraph for this morning. Um, I have been in several food fellowships, and <coughs> excuse me, it seems that the ones I've needed have shown up when I've needed them. And I'm so grateful for this meeting. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm so grateful for this meeting and for the strength and recovery that I hear on it each morning, or that I hear on it when I, when I tune in. Um, and I'm grateful for the other food fellowships that I've had and needed over the course of my life. And, what a beautiful, beautiful paragraph to hear this morning for, for for myself. And thank you all for doing service and for showing up and sharing every day. And I'll, with that, I'll pass. Um, thank you, Kathy. Sharon B., you are up next. And then I'll take a couple more, at least one more name. Go ahead, Sharon. Yes, good morning. Good morning, family. My name is Sharon B. from Michigan, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater. And uh, thank you to everybody doing service and to Team Monday for November. Um, I really love this paragraph. And I love that this whole chapter is, as I heard previously, a bunch of ifs. If this, then that. If this, then that. It really helps guide me through the process because the truth is, I know nothing about helping the other person or what their path needs to be. I just need to look for these cues and do my part. And when I first came to OA, I called a woman and she told me about what she did. And I said, wow, that's great. I've had some success in another program with another problem. And I moved on, you know, (laughs) I'm sure I can apply this. And she left the door open and she was friendly. And a year later, when I'd been beaten down by the food enough, I called her back and she was still there and she was still friendly and she was my, she was my Abby. And for that, I'm grateful, you know, but there's, there's some things that I notice about this and it reminds me of how it says we had to let go of our old ideas. And one of my old, in a previous area, I mean, otherwise it was elsewhere in the book. One of my old ideas is that I know what's best. You know, we're on the road. We've been traveling for almost a week. 
Um, we've gone from Michigan to Arizona, and today, I mean, Michigan to New Mexico, and today we head to Arizona. And I tend to think I know what's best. And my husband says, let's go this way. And I go, but <laughs> we're driving a 39-foot motorhome, and that's a two-lane road. And I had to remember to let go of my old ideas. And so I said, I'll pray on it. And I prayed on it, and I let go of it, and we looked at it. And it turned out to be a beautiful way to go, and we saw some amazing scenery. And it was just so incredible. And it was basically a spiritual experience because the truth is, there's more than one way to get to someplace. And when I open my mind, it allows me to get out of self-will. And as I've heard before, um, the truth is that's my problem is when I'm in self-will. So if I'm in my problem, then I can't have a solution for somebody else. I have to be in a solution to offer a solution. And so therefore, it is important that I have an open mind. It is good that I, I let go of my old ideas and see that you know, possibly this person is going to have a different way. They'll have a different path, you know, and I've had sponsees who we meet up later, you know, down the, down the road. And that's amazing to me and, and awesome. And I'm just so very grateful for all this. And, and thank you for sharing all that you do and for doing service. And with that, I pass. Thank you, family. All right. Thank you, Sharon B. We have time for uh, a two-minute share. Who would like to to uh, close us out? Nadia E. Okay, go ahead. What was your name? I'm sorry. It's Nadia E. Nadia. Okay, Nadia. Yes. Uh, Hi. I'm calling go ahead. from I'm calling from Toronto, Canada, and just saying a warm welcome to um, to everyone out there. Um, you know, I I came into OA 26 years ago. And what I got in those rooms was love, compassion, acceptance. And that, that kept me coming back. And, you know, and that's what I bestow to all my sponsees. That's what I'm getting from my sponsors. Um, and it, it's just feeling that, it's just that feeling. And then that's how I was able to connect with a higher power. And, and that's all I can share. All I can share is that it works for me. And if it doesn't work for you, then, you know, just keep trying. Just keep coming back and you will find. You will definitely, if, if you're desperate enough, you will find that higher power. And, um, and I'm so grateful today. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Bye. Well, thank you, Nadia. Uh, anybody want to share for one minute? All right. I think we'll go ahead and uh, and close it out there. Thank you so much to everyone who shared. Uh, let's see. So, sorry, I'm flipping the page of my script here. So please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for Monday, November 1st, 2021 is 18,009. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Julie R. please read a vision for you? Hi, thanks. Julie R., recovered compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. 
we realize we only we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Pass.